in brightest day, in blackest night. Let no evil escape my sight. Let those who worship evil's might beware my power. Green Lantern's light. Where is justice, we ask? When in the battle for peace, the mightiest among us has fallen. Where is the truth when such terrible things befall those we love? Found some old DOD and CIA files on something called the OMAC Project. Let's see what one man can do. OMAC Alpha activated. Target acquired. Attack mode initiated. Dispatch. Code 30. Code 30. From Denver, Colorado, where we're told fires are currently raging out of control all over the city. Shouldn't you contact Superman? The others? Not until I find Omac. I started this. I'm going to stop it. These are directed attacks. Specific. Designed. They did this. Turn me into this. Yeah, everyone's accounted for. All locked down. Someone new, then. Someone smart. We need to think defensively. It's attacking their strengths. Fire, water, willpower. Turning them in on themselves. Hello, beloved. Auto attack sequence initiated. Stand by. What if you turned against us? Against the world? What if someone controlled you? What in the hell are you saying? How could you be so stupid? I thought you were non-violent. He is. But I'm not. Wonder Woman. Green Lantern. Aquaman. The Flash. The Martian Manhunter. A coffin in a somber amber light. You can't save the whole world, you know? Not the whole world. Just the little part with you in it. Dyla presents Justice League Mortal, a four-part audio drama event, coming soon. Welcome to the Delvin Cox Experience, the podcast in which each week I'm on a one-man mission to unite our culture to diversity. I'm your host, Delvin Cox, and with me on the podcast this week is a very talented brother. Some might say too talented. Like he, <laughs> every time I look on his Twitter feed, he's getting another job for a voice acting role. He's voice acting everything. He's Pretty soon he's going to be voice acting to everybody. He's he going to be voice acting to your mama. If you give a brother a chance. My boy, Gerald Hill is on the podcast. How you doing, brother? 
Hey, I'm doing well. Uh, thanks for having me. Oh, well, my, my pleasure, man. As always, we like to start the podcast off with the five for five. Five mm. questions, five answers to get the ball rolling. Jill, are you ready? I'm ready. I'm ready. All right, question number one. And this is going to be pertaining to things you do to voice acting roles you do. <laughs> a little bit, just a little bit. Okay. Give me your top five cartoon shows you love as a kid. Oh, man. Okay, let me see. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Okay. The Real Ghostbusters. Okay, both great. Thundercats. Okay. Those are three really solid choices. And then we're going to skip ahead a little bit. I'm going to say Batman the Animated Series. Okay, that's an awesome show. Um, And Spider-Man. Spider-Man. The the 90s one? Yeah, Fox. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That is a really good one. Yeah. I, I like the choices. Those are who's who of cartoon shows, to say the least. <laughs> All right. Question number two. I don't know if you heard the previous episode. Doesn't matter. I'm going to ask you anyway because I, I, I have faith that you're going to be honest with your answer. Uh huh. All right, Gerald. How do you remember the Food of a Looms logo? Um, <laughs> that was like a, what's the, a basket with fruit spilling out or something like, um, what's the, the cornucopia. Yes. That, that's the word I'm looking for. Yeah. Um, and it was like, I remember the grapes, apple, maybe an orange here in the sun yeah but uh, um, <laughs> that's what I remember <laughs> I, I appreciate that answer because it's wrong apparently says who food of a loop now see this I, I, I can have this conversation with you now again Wait. <laughs> apparently that's a Mandela effect thing because I thought the same thing I remember it the same way you remember it the cornucopia the fruit inside of it and stuff like that Apparently, uh-huh. that never was a thing. So what are they saying it was? Just... It was just the fruit with nothing in, <laughs> inside nothing. Okay. <laughs> see? 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 I, see? You have the same response I had. Like, what are you talking about? No. Um, I don't know how much they're getting paid to say that. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but I remember. Yeah, I remember. <laughs> the, the cornucopia. Yeah. yeah, it wasn't just no fruit. That just wouldn't even look right. Like, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. I, I, somebody showed a picture like, what is that? That don't even look like it makes sense. That looks dumb. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, no. Yep, that just, that don't sit well with me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no bueno. Yeah. All right, question number three, Gerald. All right. What is the dumbest thing you think you've done as a kid? Get yourself in trouble. Oh, Don't say that uh, illegal, by the way. It's so, I'm just laughing because I did a lot. Yeah. I want to say here, let me see. Me and my, me and my cousin um, and like the neighborhood kids, right? We used to play our version of tag and it was very, uh, you know, regular tag is you just run high. I got you, run high, I got you. No, we were like, 
Assassin's Creed before Assassin's Creed parkour, <laughs> like um, climbing trees on top of garages and jump from the garage to the house and just whatever you had to do to get away. Right. And <laughs> there was this one point when me and my cousin climbed a tree, jumped over to the house, the, the roof of the house and somebody climbed up, um, snuck up and climbed up behind us. We didn't think anybody would come up there. And so without thinking, I just ran and just leapt off the, <laughs> off, the, <laughs> off, the off the two-story house that we were on. And <laughs> it was one of those, you probably wonder how I got here. Scenario, yeah. <laughs> scenarios, freeze frame. But then, um, yeah, so like I'm watching, I'm falling, you know, from the thing and I land on a fence and it just like goes right up my leg and just rips my leg open. So, yeah, that's yeah. probably my camera's being weird, but that's probably, yeah, definitely the one of the dumbest things I've done. You, you, you <laughs> thought you was Ezio from Assassin's Creed. Right. <laughs> like, right. like you're going to land it to him. There was, there was no haystack. There was no haystack. <laughs> yeah. 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 That, that, that is bad. Yeah. That um, I still got the yeah, I still got the scar from that. It was it was pretty. But then we didn't stop. The game kept going. Oh, y'all kept going? <laughs> nah. Nah, I'd have been done today. Like, all right, we finished for the day. You know what y'all going to do? I'm yeah. going to the house. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Wow. All right. Question number four. Mm-hmm. Give me your top three favorite modern video games. Modern video games. All right. I'm going to say Fight Fall 2. Okay. That's a great one. Um, Spider-Man, PS4. Of course. I kind of put that, I cheat and put that and Miles Morales together. (laughs) I I, I, I work with that. I agree with that. Yeah. You you said top three? Yeah. And that's, I'm a gamer, man. You know how I saw. Yeah. It's it's, it's not just three out there. Yeah. Um, I said Spider-Man, Titanfall, and honestly, just off the top of my head, just thinking of like most recent is Gotham Knights. I had a, I really enjoyed Gotham Knights. Oh, yeah. That's surprising. Yeah. Um, you may be the only person I've heard say they enjoyed that game. Yep. I, 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 I did. I really did. Um, I mean, part of my wife's a gamer too. So yes. anything that we can play co-op on is usually it could be the worst game okay, ever, but we, we'll usually you. find a way to make it fun. Um, but yeah, so me and her playing with, you know, she's playing with Batgirl and I'm playing with, you know, Nightwing. And it was just, it was fun. I just had, we had a lot of fun playing it. That um, sounds like a much better experience. Yeah. So yeah, I'm not saying it's like 10 out of 10 best game. <laughs> but yeah, no, that I just out of thinking the stuff I played recently, um, yeah, that's definitely one. Um, if it wasn't that way, Mass Effect. Let me actually know what. Let me take Gotham Knight. Gotham Knight was fun. Mass Effect. That was so. Mass Effect, Spider Man, and Titanfall. Those I are my love top Mass Effect. Mass Effect is awesome. Those are my top three. Yeah, I Mass Effect that. is actually the one, the game that really solidified me wanting to be a voice actor. So I was going to ask that question. Yeah, but we'll get to that. We'll get to that in a second. We'll get to that in a second. We'll get, we'll get to that in a second. We'll get to that in a second. All right. Question number five. Mm-hmm. I'm going to flip this question. I usually ask people just a little bit. Okay. Zombie apocalypse happens, right? Mm-hmm. But not like Walking Dead. We're going Last of Us. Oh, okay. 
which is a little bit worse. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so what are the five things you're going to go out to survive the world? What are the five things you take with you, Gerald? Pets and family members don't count. Okay, I was about to ask. They, they automatically <laughs> go with you unless you don't want them to go. Then, you know, they can die. Uh, <laughs> Not my problem. <laughs> my top five things, um, canned goods. Any canned goods I got? Okay. Um, um, music. Some okay. kind of music music player to keep me sane. So let's say like an MP3 player, maybe a yeah. Zoom. Yeah, yeah. Um, um, probably my bag of martial arts uh, weapons. Oh, you got a bag of martial arts weapons? <laughs> yeah. You got a, hold on, hold on. You got a yeah. bag of martial arts weapons. I yeah. have to ask, what's in this bag of martial arts weapons? Um, a couple of um, couple of swords. A couple um, of swords, okay. Uh, a retractable, um, two retractable blades. That's like the tonfas, but they got blades on them. A pair of size, a glass pair of nunchucks. Um, some throwing stars, and um, oh, vampire spikes. That's not martial arts, but I got some va- vampire spikes. <laughs> what in the hell? <laughs> At what point did you become Blade? (laughs) I have a bag of martial arts weapons. Yeah. Are are you a daywalker? That's the next question I need to ask you. Oh, man. I wish. That's pretty cool. You just got a bag of martial arts weapons. Okay. Mm -hmm. That's three. All right. And then let's see. All right. You said pets pets and family don't count. So I'm gonna, come with you. I'm gonna go with um ooh. um I'm gonna say a journal. I'm gonna say a journal and okay. um and um and you know so a couple of my, some of my sketch pencils. So yeah, probably that. So that's yeah, that's four and then five. Um Man, you know what? A bike. That's a good <laughs> like, idea. It's a bike because I'm always like, whenever I play, I play Last of Us, I play The Division. I'm like, no one thought to get a bike. I'm not running that and is walking weird. everywhere. That is weird that no <laughs> like, one in the zombie apocalypse in no universe yeah. thought of like having bikes. Yeah. <laughs> yep. The simplest thing you can find and make mm-hmm. yep. bikes. <laughs> Yeah, no that's bike, what I'm gonna go with. No skateboard, <laughs> nothing. You're just gonna walk everywhere you gotta go. Come on, yeah. Man, come on. No. That just sounds like a bad idea. Like all the like all the bikes just disappear in the zombie apocalypse. I yeah, never got right? that. <laughs> never got it. Yeah. Uh-huh. So mm-hmm. let everybody know a little bit about yourself. Cause like I said, you do a ton of stuff. And every like I said, every time I look, I just see, oh, Gerald got another role. <laughs> All right, so a little bit about me. Um, I'm a creative person, man. I'm a storyteller. So kind of all my life, I've been dabbling in a lot of different things um, to tell, you know, to to tell stories and be creative. Um, you know, I was that that kid that sat in front of the TV, watch, excuse me, watching. All you know, we talk about our cartoons and our favorite cartoons and our favorite movies. In I was sitting in front of the TV in costume, reciting the entire movie over and over again, acting it out. 
Um, and then like it. When, it, when it was over, rewind, didn't do it again. <laughs> and we, when we were growing up, we didn't have a, you know, we didn't, we didn't have a lot of, a lot of money. My mom was a single mom. So, you know, and she, you know, she, she was amazing. She did, you know, she did everything she could. Uh, but, you know, but that taught me how to make a lot of stuff because we didn't have some of the stuff, you know, so I would just, you know, make my own costumes, make my own, my own weapons and whatever it was that I needed to, needed to. So that just kind of stuck with me growing up. So um, I went to college for filmmaking and uh, um, did that for a bit, did a couple of short films, a couple of um, web series and um, filmmaking is hard. In, uh, indie film, indie filmmaking is damn near hard because it's yeah, I can imagine finances is you need finances and you need a lot of people and but I was um, doing it all by myself. I was writing, I was directing, I was acting, <laughs> um, and it just you know after a few years, man, I just ah, I'm like this is too much, um, and then I got I got injured. Um, I was having some spinal trouble, and that kind of took me out of that for a while and then I started drawing again because I used to draw a lot as a kid but I kind of got out of it um so I started drawing again because I needed a creative outlet so um and y'all pretty dope for those who don't know they need to go on Joe's <laughs> Twitter and check out his artist it's always dope so I think uh in 2019 I was in 2019 I started drawing again and I published my first comic book um I'm crazy man I'm like if this guy over here can, I'm that guy. Like, if this guy can do it, I can, I, I can swing it. Like, just, you know, just, just listen to what you said. <laughs> just in, in the, in the, in the past, what that was like five minutes of a talk. Let's call it that. Whatever. You said I was a director. <laughs> I made movies. <laughs> then you said I had an injury. Mm -hmm. And then and I just said, you know, I just then after that, I just decided to publish a comic book. <laughs> do you understand how wild that sounds? I, it's, I do when i when i sit back and think about it that's a lot <laughs> but when i'm in it no i just um i have these grandiose ideas and luckily my wife is she never says no to anything wow. that i you that's know I'm awesome. like hey i'm like what you know i'm gonna publish a comic book what do you think about that and she's like do it do it so yeah i started writing and i started drawing it and then within i want to say four or five months i had it published and um we have a, a one of my characters is the main character is irish so we have like this toledo irish american club in town and they got a wind of it somehow and they were like look we you know we want to support you we want to help you out let's hope you pr promote it and when it's ready for release we're going to throw you a big launch party so i'm like okay all right great and they did and it was a it i didn't know how it was going to turn out i only bought a ordered a box of 50 50 books and within the first uh 30 minutes we sold out so yeah, how, so i had <laughs> how did this happen how do you there's just so much that you just said right there in terms of like uh yeah I, I i i had an irish character in my book and then irish people came and dug the character they're like hey we're gonna help you sell this book mm -hmm. that doesn't happen no. <laughs> that happens to people yeah no i mean I, I shout out to you know shout out to them man and um the head of the head of the organization, Kelly, man, she just like, we hit it off after we, you know, we started talking and uh, yeah, she was just like full support, full steam ahead. So um, that was, you know, that I, I was humbled. I was, you know, I'm still grateful and thankful for that. And um, one of these days I'll get around to re <laughs> finally releasing the second one. 
Let's see if we can promote it a little bit. For those who want to check this comic book out, what's mm-hmm. the name of it? Can they check it out? Can they find it anywhere? Yeah, um, the comic is called Gray Areas, um, and it's a sci-fi action-adventure story. Think uh, Indiana Jones in outer space type thing. Talk about um, that. And so, yeah, uh, that's available on um, my website. You can go to uh, www.artofg.com and it'll have a link there for you. It'll take you to all of my comic books, my art prints that you can buy. And um, yeah. And yeah. Well, well, shoot. Let's even talk about it more. You made movies. I did. Yeah. (laughs) What kind of movies were these, Gerald? Very low budget. Are they on Tubi? <laughs> no, I like to think that they were better, better than that. <laughs> um, yeah. Um, I'm not gonna. T- I'm not gonna give you no links. <laughs> but they, <laughs> there, there's some. There might be some stuff floating around on the internet somewhere where you can watch videos and stuff. Um, yeah, we um we shot. We actually shot. Um my graduating year in college uh we um we teamed i teamed up with a couple of other um uh, filmmakers and we shot um i want to uh, a movie a short film in like 48 hours like it was um that sounds cool and so yeah we got yeah we were up in detroit and we were just bouncing around and seeing what you know all the locations we got we got we got the film on the people mover um and yeah that was you know that was that was great and then the next thing i did was um a web series 13 episode web series called huntsman and it's basically it's a modern day supernatural story you know think snow white and the huntsman um but in my in my world the huntsman became like this brotherhood of monster hunters and they kind of evolved throughout the years so it's present day supernatural stuff has been existing people are used to werewolves and vampires just walking up and down the street um and the huntsmen are like the police for the supernatural and then they got the with the templars um are like the fbi so um you wrote this yeah 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 so yeah that sounds pretty cool we wrote and shot it um and that um it it wound up not getting released i I still have it and people are begging me that one they want like when you gonna release us i'm like I'm a perfectionist, so I, I kind of want to watch it. That sounds dope. There's some things that uh, didn't um, didn't go the way I wanted, but um, so we'll see. We'll see what happens with it. I'm thinking about other options, maybe doing it, turn it into an audio drama or or um, ah. or a comic. So, because um, I think out of all the uh, out of all the ideas I've I've come up with, I've noticed a lot of people were are drawn to Huntsman, so. And people always ask me about it, so I'll, I'll, I'll hopefully I can get around to doing it. Okay. Yeah. Speaking of audio drama, since you brought it up, <laughs> how yeah. did you get into voice acting? Because all right, so you, you have lit in the world on fire in terms of the community of people I know, because everybody <laughs> says the same thing: like this guy is good, like wow. really, really good. That's humbling. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, voice acting is something that I always kind of was just very interested in, you know. But growing up, yeah, I didn't know how to get into it. I didn't, you know, and, you know, like, you know, many, and I was doing other stuff like, you know, filmmaking and things like that. But, um, but I kept coming back to it. I kept coming back to it. And, you know, every time I play a game or watch something, I'm just like, man, like, 
how do how do you get into this? How do they do? You know how they do this? So I just started researching, um, researching a couple of years ago, and um, there was this Mass Effect had did this. I think it was for the third one where they did like this fan thing where you submit something and get to voice. You you might get to voice a character in the game or something like that. So I did that. I didn't. I was. I didn't make it. Yeah, that, <laughs> that was the, the third one, if I remember correctly. Yeah, yeah, and but but that's when I got the bug was when I submitted that I said man this yeah this is fun this is this is something that I would really want to do so again I just kind of said oh but I'm gonna be honest fear kind of fear just stopped me stopped me from really really pushing into it um that is surprising actually yeah and it was just for what we've heard so far you kind of like made the impossible possible you're the type of guy who like hey I want to make a movie, so I made a movie. <laughs> I want to. I want to make a comic book, so I made a comic book. You so. know what? You know what? My wife said the same. My wife and her aunt said the same thing, and like, and it was even her aunt that used to always tell me, "You need to do something with your voice." Like, I like your movie stuff. I like your comic book stuff, but I, I really would like to see you do something with your voice. And I just kind of laughed, brush it off, like you know. Uh, and she would make the jokes, like you know, maybe you can do like one of those one nine those nine hundred numbers. And, oh. <laughs> I was gonna say something completely different because I, I know I'm getting I'm getting into black families because now because so so I'm gonna get into a little bit like white people stick with me if anybody knows in their black family they got that that praying mama that praying grandma mm. and that one and that one member of the family who has a good voice they always say you should be a pastor you should be a preacher the Lord has a calling for you I'm like. Yeah, no, that's he don't. <laughs> like, no, that's not my that. No, he didn't say he didn't tell me that. <laughs> he, he, he didn't, I didn't get the memo. But, yeah. but that's yeah. that's the thing. Every yep, black family sure. got there. They'll tell you they think you yep. can talk. They gonna try to get you to be a pastor. We, we gonna get up on that pulpit. No, huh? no, he doing a good nah. job. <laughs> nah, nah, y'all dragged me into choir. That was enough. That's oh, like, that's, <laughs> the, that's, the, that's the other thing too. They gonna get you up there singing. Yep. So, but yeah, I would just, I think my wife, cause my wife said the same thing. And a lot of people said the same, like, why are you, you know, why are you afraid to do it? And, um, I said, I think out of all the creative things I've done, I enjoyed them. I love doing it, but I think voice acting was, I wanted that so bad that I was afraid that if I failed at it, I would, uh... it would just destroy me because I wanted it so bad, you know? So um, and I, I think that was the difference with it, but that's also how I knew that this is what I really wanted to do. Um, and then, um, you know, we went through, um, um, you know, my wife lost her mom and, you know, we were really close and that, you know, that kind of started a dialogue between me, her and, you know, my aunt and I'm like, you know what, forget it, man. Life is, you know, just forget it. I'm just going, I'm just going to try it. Cause she used to always tell me that too. So um last last march last march i bought me a booth microphone and um took a couple workshops took a couple classes and um just started submitting started submitting auditions and um i got my i auditioned and then 24 hours later i got the i got my first part so my wife was like there it is that's your sign there it is. It's 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 time. So um yeah, it has, I haven't been doing this for a year yet. Um but that is dope. I am beyond grateful for you know for everybody that's given me a shot um to 
to step into this world. And, like, and you know, the voice acting community is great, man. Like, so that's that's one thing that blew my mind is like, you know, usually in creative stuff you find people are very that crab mentality. Everybody's trying to get it for themselves. Um, right, right. And voice acting is the first community I've been a part of where it's like casting call goes up. People start tagging each other. People start like, you know. <laughs> yeah, I, I, and then, I found it amazing. And then especially being a, you know, a black voice actor, there's not that many part, parts for us. So, yeah. so I I always see the same whenever a casting call pops up for a deep voice black male character. It's kind of like I, I see all, I'm starting to see familiar, familiar faces in, in the line. But, um, but yeah, I just, I've been... I just been hustling, man. It's just, it's just, I love it. I'm obsessed with it. Like I said, I was, I'm in the booth all day, um, and it's my, it's my place of peace. So, get to come in here and let loose and be, be somebody else for a minute. <laughs> that is super cool, man. I appreciate that. Being in the group, the legacy group, and knowing those people who do the mm-hmm. legacy of Star Wars audio drama, and it's amazing. You being a part of that as well. I appreciate now I get to see all the diversity yeah. in voice actors and kind of a whole different world that I didn't know too much about. And frankly speaking, I, I know, you know, there's obviously the ones we know like Chris Summers right. and mm-hmm. Phil Lamar. But seeing that it's feasible for people like us to go out there and get those roles and open up a whole new world to people like let, let's let's talk about it a little bit right now we both are cast in justice league mortal mm-hmm. you are martian manhunter i'm green lantern mm-hmm. and i think that um that's, it's it's dope that's wild man right? it's, so, it's so wild right <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. this is such a wild thing i'm like yeah this is cool like mm-hmm. and even, I, I remember when the cast list came out the list of the cast came out i'm like it's so diverse and it was so cool. I'm like, this is mm-hmm. kind of awesome. Yeah, yeah. And it's like you um, when they when they when they just like when they when I when I when I accepted the part or whatever. That's one thing. But when you when you see the post and you see your picture side by side with the kids yes. that you're playing, that's when it was real for me. Like, yo, like you know, family members is called like, dude, wait, are you you you're Martian Manhunter? And I'm like, yeah, man. <laughs> yeah, it's so yeah. wild. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it's like I said, it's, hey, man, it's a beautiful thing, dude. Like, I just, I'm forever grateful. Always stay hardworking, man. Uh, so, so I can be that inspiration to somebody else. Like, though, you like, you know, Phil Lamar and, you know, um, Chris Summers and um, Dave Fenoy, all of them was to me, you know, yeah. like I said, um, growing up. So. Uh, to just even be able to say, "Hey, I'm voicing, I'm voicing Mar- Martian Manhunter," right? You know, um, I sure, you, I sure you feel feel somewhat the same way with you know John Stewart. Like those are yeah, growing up iconic J- Justice League characters. Those voices, those such so many, you know, such iconic characters. And um, so it was a little bit daunting. Like, oh man, I don't want to try to emulate what that you know what this actor. I felt did. the same way. But I, you know, I want to take some of that 
you know, because that is, you know, they to me, they made that character what the character was and and try to put my own spin on it. And luckily, you know, they liked it. You know, they yeah, liked it. It's, but, kind of, it's, yeah. it's, it's a little daunting, a little bit challenging when you know you're <laughs> playing a role that people, so people know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. I, I know you probably experienced this because you, you, you voice a lot of characters that people like new characters. Yeah, yeah. That people don't know yet. So you are becoming the voice of that character. And that's and that's wild and is, you know, like um Justice, the, the the character I play in the video game My Time at Sandrock. Um that when I got that, you know, just here, you know, now the game's out and people are playing it and I you know, people are you, you know, they tag me or they, you know, they're doing justice fan art. They're like you know, when they find out that I'm the, you know, you're you're the voice of Justice, like, oh, I love you. I love Justice. Justice is my favorite character. I can't describe the feeling of that. Like, you know, like, well, like well, let's talk my... about that right now. The fact that <laughs> you're a character that has fan art about you. Right? Yeah. <laughs> that is so wild. Man, I just I still don't every time I every time I see come across it, I just reshare it because I'm just like, I'm still mind blown. Like, like people are out there around the world playing a game that's and I'm like one of the main characters in the game. So my voice, when they hear my voice, they think of justice, you know, when versus when I'm watching it, I just hear my voice. Like, you know, yeah. <laughs> it's not this thing, but to other people, I when they hear me, I am justice. And it's like, man, that's it's it's you know, it's awesome. You know, I remember when they um when they the 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 devs of the game did a live stream for the first time. And they were running around the town and I'm just like watching and like, man, I wonder if they're going to talk to Justin. And at some point they ran past and was, they stopped and started talking to Justin. And that was the first time I saw, you know, Justice with my voice, you know, yeah. outside. And I just like, I lost it. Like my wife was sitting there next to me record, recording my reaction. <laughs> and my kids was like, it took them a minute. It was like, Daddy, that sounds like, is that you? And that was like the best moment for me. That is awesome. Like, you know, like my kids watching, you know, watching me in something that, you know, um, yeah, man. And, and, and again, like I said, I just, I'm I'm blessed. I'm thankful. I'm blessed with opportunities. And, and um, yeah, I don't know. I really. <laughs> it's wild. So wild. Let, mm-hmm. let, let me ask you this. Cause I think this is the interesting question. Mm-hmm. When you hear your voice mm-hmm. on stuff, do you be like, I could have said that better? Yeah. Uh, it's yes. hard, right? I, it's hard not to for me. Um, because and there's sometimes there's sometimes like, oh, I nailed it. Yeah, that that yes. came out good. But then there's other times where I'm like, oh, you know, you notice things that bo- uh, no other people would notice because you it's your voice. And it's yes. like could have did that a little better. Oh, they went with that take. Uh, I felt like the other one was better. Yeah. <laughs> so, the exact same yeah, thing. Yeah. And I, I try to cut, turn it off. Turn, my wife always like, turn the switch off and just enjoy it. I'm like, mm, okay, but. <laughs> <laughs> I like the other take better. <laughs> yeah. I, I, yep. And the little mm-hmm. things I've been in, I, I, I've noticed me doing that exact same thing. Like, oh, why did mm-hmm. you that? use that take? <laughs> Yeah, yeah, for sure. And especially like for some reason, like I wouldn't say I'm typecast, but a lot of the roles I get generally have like a southern, a southern twang act, you know, to it. Okay. Um, I'm not from the South, right? <laughs> so Yeah. <laughs> and like again, Justice. Justice, it's a Western like dystopian game. So he has that, you know, 
um, that Southern draw. And, but I'm, I told my wife, I said, they want, um, I'm all, should I audition for this? They, they, you know, they, they want a son. She said, just do it. Like she always does. So just do it. And I told her after I got done, I was like, it's kind of freaky how easy it was for me to fall into that Southern draw. I guess being around my grandparents growing up, paid off, paid off. <laughs> It, so yeah, it's crazy because I live in the South and I don't think I have a southern draw. <laughs> <laughs> live in the South my whole life. Yeah, I'm like, yeah. They like, you sound like you're from New York. We're like, I've never been to New York a day in my life. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's just one of those crazy things, man. But yeah, I just now I just got to the point where it's like, you know, I'll just audition. It is what it is. If I don't get it. So on to the next, you know, um, that way they leave no regrets, you know, on the hand. And honestly, most of the jobs I get are ones that I didn't think I would. So, <laughs> That's cool. So I'm like, OK, well, I, I must be doing something right, I guess. So. Yeah, I, think, I, I would say so. <laughs> <laughs> so let me ask you this. Mm -hmm. What is your dream voice acting job? What's the one that you want to do really bad? Man, um, I think I have an idea. Who it might be. There's two. Um, one I would love to voice T'Challa. That's uh, a great one. Black Panther in something. Um, I would love that. Um, and then the next one is I think I want to be a a character, a romance, specifically a romanceable character. In a Bioware game. <laughs> oh, you want to be a bankable character? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Bioware just writes so they write such good characters, man, they do. and their stories. And like you know, um, my wife, you know, she plays a, a lot of the Bioware games, and she's you know she's always like, oh, I like this character or this character. And I'm like, wait, just wait. I'm gonna be one of those characters, and you better romance me. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, which is funny because my time at Sandrock just introduced romance, you know, romance options. So there's people out there kissing Justice and taking pictures with Justice and sending them to me. And my wife was like, "Who's that?" Like, <laughs> I'm like, "Hey, it's Justice, man. Justice getting the love, man. It's just it's <laughs> yeah. Don't don't." Yeah. Don't tell your wife about Rule 34 then. <laughs> she's, gonna be, <laughs> she's gonna be livid. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I think that yeah, one those two men, those are my those are my dream, my my big my you know obviously the, you know there's always the other like something in Pixar, Disney Pixar, but but yeah, I'm a you know, I don't wanna limit myself, but I love video games. So yeah, yeah I I I you know, I love um, do voice acting for video games. So the more I can do with those, that's that's always my goal. Especially if I get a chance to do some some screen uh, mocap where they put my face in the game. I'm like in Call, be of really Duty, cool. Call of Duty or something. Maybe maybe the <laughs> right. next uh, Horizon. Man, hey, yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, that yeah. Have, have you played off uh, West? Yeah, for the yeah, not not the new one, but I played the yeah, the first one. Yeah. The new mm -hmm. one. It's uh, really I, diverse. I've seen the people in it. I'm just like, yes, they out here doing us justice in this game. <laughs> yeah, it's it's really impressive. Yeah, I highly recommend playing it just just to see that. Yeah, it's so cool. Like I, I beat it when it came out. And I'm like, it's like wow. 
there's a lot of people of color in this game, like a lot. And like like main, like big characters too, right? Like yes, big, like yeah, that's yeah, that's, that's big great, characters man. that carry the plot. Mm-hmm. Like wow, this is kind of refreshing. We don't see that often in and, video games. Yep, and it's it's people on the outside sometimes don't get how important that is. Yes, like um, you know, just to just to see yourself represented, like you know. That's it's rare. It's and it's still it's 2023 and it's still it's still like, oh my God, like this is you know fantastic. Um, can we get more of this? Yeah. <laughs> you know? And even and like even when we got it, like I remember one of my favorite mm-hmm. video games of all time is um Telltale Walking Dead. Oh yeah. I, uh-huh. I love Lee Everett. Yep. But even mm-hmm. Lee Edrick is a is a convict. <laughs> like, I'm like, God damn. Yeah, like, dang. But I love Lee Everett. Like he was, he was going to prison. <laughs> yeah, <in>. yeah. <laughs> it's so wild to think about that when you really think about it. like, oh, yeah, yeah. He was like on his way to prison for like, like murder. Oh, yeah, damn. <laughs> <laughs> so it's it's really refreshing to see characters that look like us that aren't criminals, aren't right. drug dealers, or that have that that black excellence. You know yes. that that's you know show, you know. Not not the stereotypical stuff, you know yes. that, that you know that we see. So yeah, I'm all about those roles, man. <laughs> yeah, and I I, I want to see more of them. Like um, mm-hmm. I can't remember his name from Ma- Jacob from Mass Effect Two. Oh yeah, 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 Jacob. Yep. Mm-hmm. I I always thought his story was really cool, and I liked the way that they did him. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I feel like, oh, this is cool that you have a black character who's not a thug. Right, he's, he's right. Like a, a military guy who's stripped uh-huh. by the book, and he's, and he's just like his father issues are different than what you expect. Right, yeah. <laughs> I'm like, this is dope. Yep. More characters like this, please. Yeah, for sure. Yep, for sure. So let me ask you this: mm-hmm. What are some games you look at now that you may have played? You're like, ah, the voice acting on this game is hitting it. Maybe I want to try try to get a little bit of this in, into my style. Um, anything with Dave Fennoy in it, man. Like you mentioned, yeah. you, you mentioned uh, Lee Everett, and anything with him in it, because he, um, he just brings such a soulful performance to any character he's in. He, yeah. you know, he's voicing like, and his 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 voice has weight to it. Everything, everything I try to, and I tr- what I try to take from that and put it apply into my performance is no weak lines no weak lines um i want everyone to hit you know i know that's a, so, sometimes impossible where they go with the different take but <laughs> <laughs> but but um i just i try to teach even if it's two words you know i try to just and that's how he does it like every like literally every word out this man's mouth is like i i was in the class with him and i'm just listening to him like bro like he there's no fall off he's just you know straight or or going up and it's just like so that that's one of the big things that i would um that i try to apply to apply to my performances is that that soulfulness and that that meaningfulness um to you know whatever the character is saying he's one of those people who seem almost larger than life yeah Mm -hmm. with the way he talks and the way he carries himself Mm -hmm. super cool yeah, him and Christopher Judge, man. Yes. They, the presence, the presence they have, dude. Like, yeah, 
<laughs> yeah, Christopher Judge is amazing. Mm-hmm. Like he to play. Like, have you played on uh, Ragnarok yet? No, 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 not yet. No, oh. play the first one. Have not played Ragnarok yet. Uh, the range I, 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 that he goes in, in I'm, that I t- game. I tell my wife, I'm not. I'm not prepared to cry. <laughs> oh yeah, it's gonna get you. It's gonna get you. The range he goes in that game from different mm-hmm. levels with Kratos, like with Kratos, a character for the most part of. If you play the original three God of War games, mm-hmm. people made the argument that Kratos was one dimensional. So I can see why they would say that. Mm-hmm. Christopher Judge brings such a different take to a classic character. Yeah, for sure. That is yeah. so good in terms of like he's this almost like this silent hero, but when he says stuff, it matters. Right, like to be able to be that that larger than life badass, right? Yes. But you still have this place, this p- vulnerability in yes, you, um, in your performance for when you're when you're speaking with certain people and speaking yes. on such that that's what I love is like, um, I just I, you know I said that's yeah I just I love that to be able to be not not just one layer stoic hero, you know what I mean? Like, you know, um, but to be, to have those layers and to, and to be comfortable as a man, you know, to, to go to those places. And I swear every time I see Christopher judge, he looks like he got tears in his eyes. Like yeah. I just, and cause he's in it. And I, just watching some of the mocap and the behind the scenes stuff is like, bruh, like, it's, it's yes. Mm-hmm. And it, and not to spoil Ragnarok at all, because I think everybody should play that game. Mm-hmm. But there are scenes in that game that will touch you and move you. Because, like I said, like when Kratos talks in that game, he has moments where he's very brief, mm-hmm. but you get what he's saying. Then he has moments where he's breaking down certain aspects of things. He's not necessarily crying or things like that, but he's showing emotion in his voice and understanding that it's so hard to convey in a video game, but it does so well. Yeah. And it makes you feel it. And it makes mm-hmm. it, it really resonates with you. And it's like, wow. For sure. This yeah. feels more like cinema. Yeah. Yeah. And and that's the thing, man. Video games have have gone there. And I think it's the past two years, video games have outgrossed movies. Yeah. And I, I think it's because of that cinematic that you get not not only do you get that cinematic experience in somebody a lot of these new games, but you get to play it. So you're in it. You know what I mean? Like you're 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 immersed in it versus just watching it, you know, on screen. And it's just I think that's that's why I love games, man. Like they are. I I feel like devs don't get enough credit. Game devs don't get enough credit. Publishers yeah. and they and, and and you know the fan bases. Be I just. I hate when they just go off <laughs> on, the, on these on these ta- tangents, man. It's like, come on, man. You got you know thousands of people working on this game, man, and it's and they're putting their heart and soul into it. And you know, uh, I get mushy about creative stuff. So, <laughs> yeah, mm. it's it's I appreciate what video games bring to society today. Mm-hmm. That form of escapism. That Not only that, if you look at how many people 
video games employ, whether it's you know game designers and creators mm-hmm. and stuff like that. And then you even go even further into it, like voice actors. Yeah, like there are people who, for some reason or another, couldn't get the Hollywood career they wanted mm-hmm. to have. Christopher Judd might be a perfect example of that. Christopher Judd was like a star, mm-hmm. but for some reason, he didn't get where he went, where he needed to be at. Yeah, because in my opinion, I think he's a great actor. The opportunities he deserved. Yeah, he didn't he get didn't, the opportunities he, get, he deserved. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Until video games. Yep. And I think that's cool that we have this now, mm-hmm. especially as uh, as black people. Like we right. have another outlet sure. that we can go into, mm-hmm. where we may not be able to get the roles in Hollywood that we deserve. Right. But we probably can get some of those roles in video games. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's another outlet, video games. And just to be able to do that, like growing up where I grew up at, like, you know, a lot of my dreams was like laughable to other people. Oh, yeah. Like I was the weird kid. Like, you want to do what? You want to make comic books? You want to make movies? What? Mm, we don't do that. How yeah. about you? Like, I would never forget. And it, it, and it crushed me. And I wish it didn't crush me back then. When I was a kid, I wanted to be a cartoonist. Mm-hmm. And someone in my family told me, there are no black cartoonists. You too, man. Look, yeah. I, I'm sorry you had to hear that, because, but I'd have to. And this was from my art, my art teacher. I was going to school, and I'm like, you know, he, you know, yo, you, you, I love your artwork. Your artwork is great, but um, you ever think about doing something more realistic? I said, no, I like comics. I like stylized art. And he said, okay, well, you know, that's that's what I want to do. He's like, well, you 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 know, that's most likely not going to happen. Yeah, um, it's, that's wild. It's it's impossible. Um, it's a pipe dream. Um, and back then it was like really it was just Marvel and DC, the big two, and it was like you really not that's that's not realistic. Um, and I'm just, and it crushed me again. Like you said, I wish it didn't. But after that, I I hadn't drawn for thirteen years. After that, until until like till the back injury I told you about. Um, that was my first time picking up a pencil, pencil and paper, and drawing again. Was um, was 2019? Yeah, and, and it's, it's so like, wild that yeah, people don't realize the things they say can affect you, especially when at a young age. Like, young age, yeah, man. I was young, and I didn't realize it was a reality for us. To honestly speaking, to Dwayne McDuffie, until mm-hmm. I started seeing milestone books. Yeah. I'm like, what is this? Right. Yep. Who are these characters? Who's Icon? Oh, mm-hmm. he's he's as strong as Superman. Oh, this is kind of <laughs> this is yep. dope. Static. I'm like, dude, this yeah. is. Yeah, we needed that. Like yes. that came at the perfect time because it was like a rebellion against you know corporate, you know the corporate uh, comics and everything. You know, the the standard stuff that they didn't want to, they didn't want to print our stuff. So they're like, you know what? They went and started their own. And that's like, and I think that's kind of why I have that crazy outlook on life. It, you know, sometimes it's like, I can do it. It'll be hard. I know it's going to be hard, but I can do it. Cause you know, they show me that it's possible. You know what I mean? And the more, the more representation we get to see, the more every other generation knows that it's possible, you know? Um, so yeah, I agree. Let me ask you one more question, but a big, a big question. Mm-hmm. Ghostbusters, 
<laughs> I know you are a big fan of Ghostbusters. <laughs> it, is it that obvious? <laughs> yes, because every time I look, you know, every third tweet is about Ghostbusters, <laughs> about Spirit Unleashed. Yeah. So mm. where did your love of Ghostbusters come from? I got to ask about this. Man, um, that started at an early age, man. Honestly, um, I owe a lot of the stuff I found or got my way into to my oldest brother. Um, he was a big comic book, you know, sci-fi geek head. Um, so he would like, you know, every Friday we would go to Blockbuster and, you know, he would pick out, you know, the, oh, I'm going to show you this. I'm going to show you Star Wars. I'm going to show you this. Or sometimes like, I, like Ghostbusters, I stumbled across it on HBO, right? And I was oh. watching, the. it was the second one. I was watching the second movie. And uh, um, I had seen the, the cartoon first, the real Ghostbusters. That was my first experience with Ghostbusters, okay. was, the, was the real Ghostbusters. <laughs> so funny story, when we, when me and my brother, my, uh, my other brother stumbled across Ghostbusters 2, the movie on HBO, we were like, how do they get actors to look just like the characters? In the <laughs> Not knowing that there was one another a first movie that came out before that, and even became you know became before the cartoon. So then my brother was like, "Man, look, hold on, hold on, stop. I'm gonna go back and show you Ghostbusters one first, and then you can finish watching Ghostbusters two. And it was I don't know what it was about it, man. I just um, I I as a kid I was scared. Of, I was afraid of a lot of stuff. So I think Ghostbusters kind of gave me a little power <laughs> i guess I you know what i mean and they were like normal dudes like they were normal guys they weren't like kryptonians or mutants or he's like man these mugs are just you know just normal guys and they you know they got these proton packs and i've been hooked ever since man and um i kind of left it for a while because i got i started i'm I, you know i'm a big marvel guy yeah um, and so the mcu came out and that just became my whole <laughs> My whole identity. <laughs> but, um, and then, you know, the female Ghostbusters movie came out. Everybody, you know, crapped on it. I enjoyed it for what it was. Um, I agree. Yeah, especially because I, I got to take my daughters to see it. You know what I mean? Like, and for them to see, you know, these female Ghostbusters. But, um, but then Afterlife came out and it was just like, Amazing. That, that nostalgia hit me hard. And I'm like, yes, Ghostbusters is back. That and, one scene. Yep. Oh man. That yeah. that got me. Like yeah. in the theater, like, whoa. Like more than I expected it to. And um, so yeah, since then I've just been, you know, it kind of that root kind of reignited my uh, man, yeah, I do I still I still love Ghostbusters, apparently. You know, and then um then the game, you know, found out about the game, Spirit Unleashed, and it's just like, so now I'm like showing my daughters, my daughters are into Ghostbusters, and they're like, Daddy, Daddy, can we play Ghostbusters? So I, you know, I set up the, I got a projector that I set up, and I put a bunch of ghost slides on it, and we run around the house busting ghosts together, and that's like, I couldn't ask for a better, a better, a better experience, so. Yeah, um. I'm hoping I can get a voice in something in Ghostbusters. At some, at some point. <laughs> yeah, that's that's the that's the goal. Yeah, so yeah, but uh, but yeah, yeah, it, Ghostbusters, Ghostbusters. I think Ghostbusters, Ninja Turtles, and Power Rangers defined my childhood. Like oh yeah, Power the, Rangers. The, the, my other my um, that's what got me into mar martial arts was Power Rangers and rest in peace, David. Jason yeah, David Frank, man. Yeah, yeah. man. That was yeah, rough. that that hit. Yeah, that hit me hard. I was just like. He was such a positive dude, man. And like, you know, 
um, a, a man of the the people, as they call it. Like you know that he was always out there for his fans, and it's like to see that. Uh, yeah, that was yeah. that was rough. Yep. So, but yeah, those three man is, um, yeah, those 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 kind of define my childhood. And then then as I got older, I got into the you know comics, Marvel and DC. But yeah. Yeah, I, I think those kind of define a lot of people's childhood, man. In terms of like you know Ninja Turtles, mm-hmm. that was like even like the show, the cartoon show. Then you had the movies. It was a phenomenon. Mm-hmm. Ghostbusters the same way. Yeah, I'm telling you, man. I, I I tell people, man, like man, us that grew up in the '80s and '90s, man, we had we had some good stuff, dude. Yes, we <laughs> like, did. I mean, and we had stuff that was was staying power, like and and. Yeah, man. I just yeah. Yeah, it was, people it was, still talk was, about the stuff from the eighties and nineties. Still a yep. thing. Like people still talk about Back to the Future, mm-hmm. the A Team, yeah, yep. Alf. People yep. still talk about Alf. Alf still a thing. All this, all the stuff they're trying to bring back now. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think that was like, I want to say that eighties and nineties was kind of the best time for creativity. I think so. Yeah, I think I think so because, um, they were just they people were just really thinking outside the box yeah like and just like you i mean just thinking of the concept of the teenage mutant ninja turtles or ghostbusters yeah. and stuff like i don't think the i don't think that would fly in hollywood nowadays i don't think they would lo- let people come in with those original kind of ideas and if they did like people wouldn't show it no time of day like there's so many movies that i've seen or tv shows or animated series that were these great original ideas but don't get canceled after one or two seasons because yeah. you know whatever whatever excuse the executives like to uh Throw like out, to pull yeah. yeah but um yeah man they were music animation and movies in the 80s and 90s dude i just just an amazing time yep like i i tell people all the time that like small wonder was a show in the 80s like if you if you look at what Small Wonder is, you're like, this can't be real. This cannot be a real thing. But it was. I tell I tell my wife so many stories about other cartoons, and she's like, I've never heard of that. I'm like, you never heard of Silverhawks? Yeah, Samurai Pizza Cats and all this, all this, all this crazy stuff that they were just they were just cranking it out, man. Like I just be like Fox Kids, man, it was just. Back to back, back to back. I was just just sitting in front of the TV, man, just yeah. soaking it all up. It was just so much good stuff, dude. Yeah, it always amazes me how creative we were back then, mm-hmm. and how that creativity. I know people always say, "Oh, they just keep like, bringing back nostalgia," but my counter to that is that creativity was so creative. Mm-hmm that you can bring it back now and still build on it. Yeah, and and because a lot of that stuff was ahead of its time. Like, yeah. and they might not have had the, you know, I hear a lot of directors say, I didn't have the technology back then to do what I really wanted to do. You know, um, Dan Aykroyd says that all the time about Ghostbusters. Um, but they pushed that bar. They pushed that needle further and further every, you know, every, um, every chance they got. And I think that's why a lot of that stuff to to this day stands out to us because it's like it literally was mind blowing back then. Like watching that stuff and and some of the newest stuff just don't have the same heart behind it. The same, you know, 
creativity behind it. So I agree. Final question, brother. All right. Because you're also a director. <laughs> you do a lot of things. <laughs> if there was one project mm-hmm. you could work on, you know, it could be whether voice acting, it could be something you create, it could be something that you, an established property that you want to just bring to life. What is that property you're doing, you're working on? Wow. That is a hard question. <laughs> Look, there's a lot of stuff you can do, man. Yeah, there is so Ghostbusters much. Ghostbusters audio drama. You could do. I, I do want to do that. That's um, a good idea. <laughs> I, man, you know, I think if somebody gave me the keys to the kingdom and just said, whatever you want, just let us know. And you, you know, you can have at it. Dragon Ball, Dragon Ball Z. Oh. I would, I would love to uh, um, make an adaptation of Dragon Ball Z. Um, yeah, that's <laughs> just that, that cool. That would be my, yeah. If that was like the only, the last thing I ever worked on, like I would, I would go happy with a smile on my face, like, like man, because. Yeah, you see me talk about Ghostbusters and, and, and but Dragon Ball, you ain't see you ain't see me go crazy <laughs> on Dragon Ball. I, I gotta ask you this question. Mm-hmm. We're close to the same age. Mm-hmm. Did you ever get the shirts? Hey, I think you probably might know the shirt about the dress shirts that had Goku on it. <laughs> Them soft silk silky yes. shirts with the that you get from the hair stores. <laughs> yes, yes, <laughs> with the. <laughs> Funny, funny story. I have I had a couple of those, a yeah, bunch of those, too. right? And but I and I took um that um Chinese and Japanese um language classes in high school. And uh, my teacher one day was like, you know what that says on your shirt? And I'm like, I assume it says Dragon Ball. And he said, no, that does not say that's just some random characters that doesn't say anything. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like <laughs> I guess they didn't think we would know, but yeah, yeah, that's that's a funny story that I got from the man. I used to love those shirts, dude. Like, heck yeah, man. <laughs> my, my favorite one I had was um a shirt of uh trunks cutting freezer in half. Oh yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, this is fine. I remember seeing that for the first time, dude. Like, man, Goku and Vegeta was getting <laughs> <laughs> it worked. It still shows up. Man, hey, Future Trunks is one of them. Boy, he, he was a G, man. That was one of my favorite. He's one of my favorite uh, characters, man. But uh, I can go all day about Dragon Ball. Um, Gohan's my dude. And I, I hate what they did to him after yeah, the Cell Saga. I do too. But I hope he's making a comeback now with, you know, after the latest movie. So, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Man, this has been a blast, brother. Yeah, man. Thanks for having me. I finally got the the full Delvin Cox experience. Going yeah, this is long overdue, bro. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> hey, I appreciate you having me, man. It was fun. Fun to get in the chat to chat with you. Got to got to have you back on, man. This is yeah, it's great. Let them know where to find you at and shoot all your projects. You got a lot. Hey, uh, the the best way to find me, honestly, uh, is on Twitter. As long as that stays alive, at uh, zero with an X, X-E-R-O underscore G-E-E, zero G. And um, my website, 
theartofg.com has everything on it as far as my comic books, my art prints, my voiceover work. So that's really the place to go, the hub to go to find out everything I'm working on. Um, I have an audio drama that I'm that I'm producing right now um, called Bad Fables, which um, will be hopefully be launching this year. So keep an eye out for that. And I have another comic book coming out called Code Echo um, that I'm writing alongside my wife, which is a sci-fi, futuristic, 80s-inspired mecca story. So that sounds dope. Yeah. And then we got to get you to do a Ghostbusters audio drama. Yeah, that, that, yeah, that might be the next one because I put the fillers out there. Like I, I kind of, I wonder. I'm like, I kind of want to do this, and then a bunch of people jumped on. Like, let me know. And uh, I'm like, okay, it's kind of right. a good idea. Not going. Yeah. <laughs> it's kind of a good idea. Yeah. Yeah, so that's all of my stuff, man. So I'm just, I'm staying. I'm, I'm always in this booth. Either I, t- I joke, I say, when I'm not coaching my daughter's um, soccer team, I'm either shouting into this microphone or hunched over with a cramp in my neck, drawing on my tablet. So, <laughs> man, thank you for coming on, brother. Thanks for having me. <laughs> As always, Delvin Cox Spears, we are out. Peace.